somebody put red lipstick on me. This is who I am now. I'm a burlesque dancer at Cher's nightclub. Hey, everybody. It's Teresa. Welcome to Exaggerated. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Exaggerated. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, for getting all the way to episode three um, as we you know figure out this community together. Um, it's It's been so fun um, to create this so far, and I'm, I'm so excited for, for what's coming. Um, I... I was thinking of something this morning that was so funny. My daughter woke up at 4.45. So if right now I look a little tired, it's because I am, right? So don't say to people, hey, you look tired because they might just be tired. We don't need the commentary. We know, we feel it. But anyway, um, the the silver lining of her waking up so early was that I got a workout in because of course she woke up at 4.45 went back to sleep by like 7 I'm not going to climb in bed at 7 and be able to fall back asleep like I'll probably be tired and ready for a little nappy nap by the afternoon anyway I she went back to sleep and then I was able to get a workout in. I did a 45 minute Peloton ride. Oh my God. I mean, what a dream. Who can even, no mom anywhere has 45 minutes to get on the spin bike. It was amazing. Headphones in, music blaring. It was like a 2000s ride. Unreal. So good. Then took a hot shower, did my hair. I was like, oh my God, I'm a new person. I'm also aware that I'm wearing the most intense red lipstick you've ever seen. And I'll tell you why soon. It's coming. There's a whole reason. It's not a sponsorship. Although, <laughs> call me. Um, so yeah, so this morning when I was up so early, I did my workout. So of course, like endorphins flowing, like sun has come up. I'm, I'm looking out the window. The light is beautiful. So of course, I'm immediately like, you know what? Let me get some stuff done after this workout. Let me send a quick text about these dinner plans. Let me send um, uh, that email. Let me follow up with that other. And then I stopped myself and I said, wait a minute. Only you feel this way right now because this rare day has occurred where you have all this energy. You were able to, to get these endorphins. You've had a good breakfast. You've had your coffee. No one else, including myself, 99.9% .9 of the time is ready for that text, right? So ladies, if you're planning that birthday dinner and you're like, you know what? I got to reach out to my friends. I got to let them know the date and time. Let's make sure everybody can come. Great. It's a 2 p.m. text, right? It's a 2 p.m. text on a Wednesday, probably. It's not, right? It's not a Monday morning text, no. It's not a Friday late afternoon text, right? You've gotta be able to, to read the timing of the week, right? I remember somebody telling me 150 years ago, um, not to email your agents like first thing Monday morning, right? Like if about an audition or about a, you know, uh, oh, can I just follow up on that thing I sent you on Friday? No, no, we're all just trying to wake up and 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 assimilate in, back into the world on Monday morning, right? So I don't wanna wake up, even if you're my best friend and I love you so much, I don't wanna wake up at 
you know, 6 a.m. Monday and see your text uh, from late Sunday night trying to, to line up plans for the weekend. No, it's not the time. Know when it's the time, right? Hit me when the week is settling down. Uh, I'm excited for the weekend because oh, it's hump day. It's Wednesday. But I, I know that I'm still in plan mode. I'm still in work mode. I haven't like let my brain go all full mush, Friday afternoon mush yet, right? So so line it up and, and send a concise, easy to read text. I think like 2 p.m. Wednesday is, is the official time. Let me know if you agree. But, and also, I'm a big fan when you're making plans with a big group to just commit to like a day and a time or two days and a time or a place. Like you need something concrete or that whole group message is just going to get wild. People are going to be all over the place um, throwing in their ideas and not that we don't want them. There's a time and a place for a brainstorm text, right? Back to that kind of hierarchy of the text. Know when it's time to brainstorm and know when it's, hey, I want to do this in two weeks time. Here's the place and the time. Let me know if Wednesday or Thursday is better right? You got to do a little bit of that work. You can't just send out the text that says, hey, ladies, hey, group, dinner, right? Now, soon, tomorrow? No. You got to say, hey, dinner here this time, Friday or Saturday. You tell me what's best. Somebody says I can't make it, we'll see ya. You won't be there then because you can't accommodate everybody in the group text. And also my original point of don't text people at 5 a.m. from the Peloton like me. I made that mistake. I was ready for that group text to be like, hey, ladies, how about next Friday, 7 p.m.? Let me check you out at this address. No, no one wants it. They don't want to wake up to it. They don't want to be woken up by it. God forbid some psychopaths in your group are sleeping with their phone on ring. I don't know. Is our phones ringing anymore? All right, guys. I don't know. Also, the same thing happens. Um probably more to like artists and stuff, but the same thing happens. Like a lot of my friends are like actors, musicians, comedians. Don't text people big ideas in the middle of the night. We know you're up, you're wired. Maybe you just had a show. Maybe you're feeling yourself for some reason. So you start typing, you start texting. I got a big idea. Let's write a movie. Let's produce our own show. Let's, no, don't do it. Don't tell us on Sunday at 10.30, right? We got to subscribe to this texting schedule a little bit. All right, I'm rambling. Anyway, something I was just, um, I was thinking so much about it um, this past weekend because it was the Oscars. And there's been all these memes and all this conversation about women and their age and how they should dress at a certain age and how they should act at a certain age. And I don't mean to sound annoyed by the discourse on it. I think it's just... I mean, we won't even start with, we don't talk about men this way, but whatever, that's a whole problem I'm not willing to unpack. But I was talking with my mom again about it this morning, about this idea of women, especially artists, actors, comedians, musicians, being past their prime. Um, and it's such an interesting thing to me because now all these people, there's like this big kind of resurgence of 
what the media is calling an older woman. I mean, they're like 50 years old, like ridiculous that that's even an older woman. But, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and and Michelle Yao and, you know, they're they're saying, oh, you know, in, in Michelle's speech, she said something like, um, you know, I want women to know you're never past your prime. And she's absolutely right. It's also inspiring. But also, like, imagine who even put this idea into our heads like that that a prime is like a 25 year old I mean here's the thing right I'm in my 30s I love the perspective of my 30s I love it and I used to I wouldn't say I hated aging like obviously the alternative to aging is death we know that so I didn't hate aging, but I used to think, especially working in entertainment, I used to think that it mattered um, a lot. I used to think there was a big difference between 22 and 23, and oh my God, now I'm 23, and I'm still not wildly famous and in every single movie and in a household name. And that's not to say that people that are young artists are not worthy of that. Um, I think everybody sort of blossoms at their own time, um, but... I think it's really interesting because for me, being in my 30s um, has already brought, and I'm sure 40s, 50s will be the same way, but being in my 30s has already brought so much awareness to how I used to think in my early 20s. And I think I used to put these like fake timelines on myself. Like I thought, oh, I'm getting older, I'm getting, and you see people do this all the time. I see TikToks or I see reels of people being like, oh my God, my 26th birthday, my 28th birthday, I'm so old, I'm so old. And I used to think that exact way. And now it's like, especially as a mother, you're only more interesting as you age. Like not to say that I was, you know, this like horrid 20 something year old, but like, I didn't know, I mean, I, you don't know what you don't know, right? And I think in your 20s, there's so much figuring it out, finding your place, trying new things. And I think that should be celebrated more than I made it at 23. Like, you know, the like the Forbes 30 under 30 list? Like, I think we should change that. Is there like a 40 under 40, a 50 under 50? You know what I mean? Like, I think like, to, to do these really cool, great things under 30 is great, cool. It's its own, you know, cheers for you. But at the same time, to think that turning 30 is this like, oh my God, I'm so old, oh my God. And there there is that, even around like the decorations for a 30th birthday, like people are doing like an all black RIP, like birthday, whatever, cute theme, who cares? But like this this like societal idea that like we're so old at that age like it's we're so young we're so talk to a 40 year old talk to a 50 year old talk to a 60 year old talk to like an 80 year old they're like oh my god you're so young you're so young and now I feel like when I'm speaking to younger people especially in my industry um I'm constantly like, oh, you're so young. Just live life. Do something interesting. Um, go travel. Be in relationships. Date. Make art. Like, read books. Like, just challenge yourself and try a bunch of different things. Um, because I think we waste so much time and energy and brain power, like, wanting to be younger or thinking we're past something. And what if we used all of that time to just do the things that we want to do? Like, I don't know. Um, so I guess that's that's a very, um, I don't know. So anyway, I've been thinking so much about it and I was talking with my mom about it today and 
I'm like, mom, aren't you now? My mom's in her 60s. And I'm like, aren't you now so much more interesting than you ever were? And she was like, oh, she was like, I feel like the most interesting I ever was, was at 44. She's like, and now I feel even more interesting than when I was 44. And I was like, I, I get that. Like, I'm, you know, in my 30s and I feel like now, especially as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as, a, as an entertainer, I you know, it only grows and it only like gets better. So I think this, you know, this idea of, you know, women being, is insane. Like if I look back at myself at 25, like that was not my prime. I was a hot mess. Like, and so many people like be a hot mess. It's fine. Like, um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling again now, but, um, I just think like there's this beautiful, naive confidence of your 20s and you should keep that. Be naive, be confident, make everything, think, you know, read everything, absorb, 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 and then start to kind of craft who you want to be and what you want to do. And, and don't feel like a decision you made by 23 needs to be the same decision by 28, needs to be the same decision by 32. Like just stop. Do whatever you want. The world's made up. The world's pretend. We made it up. We made everything up. Anyway, um, I um, I don't know. I just think women are so incredible. I think mothers are so incredible. And it just only gets better. Let's all, you know, turn aging gracefully into interesting ideas and interesting work and not just oh she has no lines she's aging gracefully no who cares like I don't know um that being said I uh, I went to Trader Joe's the other day and <laughs> I was not planning to go I always bring like the reusable bags and I was not planning to go um and I I went and I got way too much stuff that always happens at Trader Joe's right you walk in and you're like oh I'm gonna get one prosciutto flatbread two bags of broccoli and some sumo oranges and you leave with 16 bags and like three weeks worth of groceries for like $150. Like it's just the best place. They always have new things. They always have, I don't, you're like, is this an ad for Trader? It is, no, it's not, I wish. Oh my God, what if I was sponsored by Trader Joe's? What a dream. Um, all you can eat maple cookies would be my payment because I wouldn't even require money. Anyway, um, I so I have all these bags, right? loaded up I'm like you know what I've just got to get to the corner I, I knew I told myself get to Trader Joe's do the shopping you'll probably overdo it go outside get to the just to the curb you only got to get these bags to the curb and then you can get a taxi and go straight home it's only like 10 blocks away it'll be fine I couldn't get to the curb there was so many bags it wasn't the heaviness I'm so strong it was the paper bags and they were so filled and I walked out and I didn't even get three steps out of the door and my groceries went everywhere. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> of course, like three women rush over, one of which had a stroller, one of which had the hand of a two-year-old. Like, of course, it's like the women and the mothers like rallied around me, like, all right, like putting stuff together, putting the bags back together. One woman was so sweet. She was like, oh, I have a ton of these, offered me one of her reusable bags. I was like, oh my God, thank you. I'm just gonna kind of schlep it all together to the corner. I'm getting straight in the car. I don't need your bag. Thank you so much. But like at least four men walked right past looking at me like, mm, 
Oh, I don't, I don't know. Why is that always the case? I feel like it's always women. Like when I'm out with the stroller, I feel like, and I'm not trying to make this a big war against women, but I feel like when I'm, or sorry, a war against men. Um, I'm not trying to make this a big war against men. I'm just saying like, it's always women who, when I'm out with the stroller are like, you know, um, I'm out with the stroller and they're holding the door open. They're they're the ones like, oh, hold on, you're holding that that drink. Let me, you know, grab this. Let me move that. Like, it's just I don't know. I just think women are better multitaskers. I think we just see the world differently. Like, I can see a a, a woman with you know trying to hold two coffees, carrying a baby, walking a dog. I'm like, oh, hold on, let me go over there. She's probably needs a poop bag. I'm gonna hand her one of mine. Like, I don't know. I just think we think differently. Um, all right, Clay, you're too breathy for this. Oh, go lay down. Go lay down, lovey. The dog wants to be like so a part of this, but then also realizes it's, it's like hot under the lights and I don't like you that much. She's like, I have to hear you talk all day long. <laughs> These people <clears throat> subscribe to it. Anyway, so the other day, like yesterday, today, whatever, I'm looking at Netflix and I see burlesque. Burlesque is now available on Netflix. It is a movie from 2010. And first, like, I see the poster for the movie and I immediately say, oh my God, I know what this is. Something like hit my brain. Some kind of nostalgia was like, I know this movie. I know it, you know, but then also I'm like, why is it in the top 10? Why does it say brand new? Because I forget that Netflix like adds Friends, like obviously Friends isn't new, but it's new to Netflix. So it all clicks when I start to play the movie and I quickly realize that this is a hit. This is a masterpiece from 2010. Okay, Christina Aguilera is the star of it, which is so important. Like it's, and the the way I think, I don't know that we even have movies like this anymore. This like film style that is, completely driven by like the stars of it. Like this is Christina Aguilera. This is Cher. Kristen Bell is in it. Julianne Huff is in it. And so is Stanley Tucci. All of which like I would say at the time, 2010, I mean, I think the only people that were like mega was like Cher and like maybe Stanley Tucci um, because Julianne Huff doesn't even look like how she looks now in the movie. Like the whole time, like is that Julianne Huff? It looks, the actress in the movie, the, the version of Julian Huff that we get in 2010's Burlesque, it looks like um, her like younger sister. Like it looks like if it was made today, you'd say, that girl looks a little bit like Julian Huff. Does anyone remember her from Dancing with the Stars or whatever You know she's famous for now? Because now I feel like she's mega famous. She's blonde. She's in the movie. She's like red haired, like sweet Georgia who falls pregnant. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? Anyway. So I'm watching the movie and I'm just like, we don't have movies like this. Like this, it's so driven just by the people. Like the plot is like fine. The the dialogue, fine. It's all fine. But you're watching it and you're like, somebody put red lipstick on me. This is who I am now. I'm a burlesque dancer at Cher's nightclub. Like, Kristen Bell plays like the villain and I put that in quotes because all they did was take her blondish hair and make it dark brown and they're like now she's the villain her face is still so sweet like she still is like so beautiful and a little bit soft-spoken but she's like my name's Nikki and sometimes I drink 
and now I've got blackish hair and you're like whoa villain no like it doesn't it doesn't read bless your heart uh Kristen Bell I love you um I love the good place and this just she's not a villain she just isn't a villain um and so is it enough that her hair is dark yes like no but yes like in this version of the world it reads we're like fine the second that now my do I have to even say spoilers for 2010's burlesque imagine people are like you really ruined that for me I've been waiting to finally watch that one but from the first second of the movie you know Christina Aguilera is going to fall in love with the guy whatever he is he's like a waiter and they end up like roommates or something um like you already know they're gonna fall in love and there's like just iconic like she's like why are you wearing eyeliner if you're straight and he's like whatever just making money Tess that's Cher the owner of the club Tess likes it and you're just like oh cool what imagine nowadays a line like that um and it's like now I am a aspiring burlesque dancer. I've never done it, but this movie had me just inspired because Christina Aguilera just stumbles out of Iowa and shows up in LA and stumbles into the audition and says, hasn't anybody ever given you a shot? Pow, pow, hired star of the show. Now, the whole time in the beginning, you're like, why isn't Christina singing? We know it's gonna happen. And Nikki, dark-haired Kristen Bell, tries to sabotage Christina in one of her first shows, one of her like audition shows. She unplugs the music. And what does Christina do, baby? Ooh, you know it's coming. She sings the song instead. And when I tell you this woman's voice, ooh, you don't even care that there's not a plot in the movie. You don't even care that none of the relationships are developed. A lot of the dialogue is dated. A lot of it doesn't make sense. No one cares. Because she sings and you're like, <gasps> your breath is gone. And, you know, then, of course, she falls in love with the guy, but he's whatever. So the rich guy tries to come in. He's like the real estate developer. And then they have this relationship that has no chemistry at all. And then they're like, He's like, I, I don't care about feelings. I care about buildings. And she's like, what? What do you mean? And then he's like, you want a steak? And she's like, no, it doesn't make you the wrong. Uh, it doesn't make you a bad guy. It just makes you the wrong guy. And you're like, whoa. She storms out on him, goes back to the roommate. You're like, yeah, we know. The highlight of this entire movie is, of course, Stanley Tucci. He's brilliant. He plays like the seamstress. And there's like this big scene that like... Um, outs him as gay which like who again who cares like Christina's very worried about who's straight who's gay what's going on she's trying to figure it out the whole time um and he's like this like seamstress and he has this beautiful friendship with Cher and like it's just so good and it's just Cher I mean it's Cher so not only am I covering a cold sore on my lip with this lipstick but I was also watching 2010's burlesque and I think it's important that we remember that 2010 was so long ago and it was such a different time and everything about this movie wouldn't happen today and it's like just 
chef's kiss. It's beautiful. Um, so I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is go on Netflix and watch some old movies because it's worth it. Um, all right. So let's now get into the ick of the week. The thing that I'm so done with, so over, see-through dresses. Okay. I was watching the Oscars. I saw the Vanity Fair after party photos. I love the clothes, the dresses, all of it. I'm done with the completely see-through dress. I'm so bored with it. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not my like speech about dressing conservative. Nope. I think there's plenty of ways you can show your body. The the a a crop top, sleeveless, a short skirt. Let it all hang out, but I'm so so sick of seeing like these fully sheer dresses with a nude panty and I'm just like I don't I don't know, I'm not into it. Like um who did a sheer, uh, I think Ashley Grahams was super sheer. Emily Ratajkowski was the one that had me like, I don't know that I'm into that. Like, I'm just so bored with it. Like, obviously she has this perfect body, looks incredible. But after a while, it just looks like a bathing suit cover up over like a Victoria's Secret seamless thong that was $7.99. Like, I'm just, you know, there. there's so much more that we can do, I feel like, than just drape a sheer layer over an absolutely perfect body. Like, we know it's there. We can see it. Cool. What else is there? I want more creative, you know, weird stuff. Even the girl that wore, like, the um, Hunter Schaefer who wore the 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 feather across even that feels like bold interesting creative like and her her body was all out I don't know I'm just kind of bored with the whole like sheer overlay over it reminds me of like cheerleading um the cheerleading underwear what were those called they were called something really lollipops how funny that was a blast from the past we used to wear these like black cheeky underwear under like thick underwear under our like cheerleading skirts they were almost like little boy short kind of things they were called lollipops and you had to buy your lollipops and um you know for the season whatever like that that's just what it reminds me of it just reminds me of like some kind of like i'm just bored with it um and the love obviously my love of the week is um is dance theaters in la run by Cher. no i'm just kidding um i've started using not this lipstick um reusing the frog prince green chapstick it's a when you twist up the the lipstick it literally looks like the color of my nails it looks dark green and you put it on and it works with like i don't know the heat of your body or something to make like this beautiful shade of pink obsessed with it um the frog prince it's usually what i'm wearing love it love it love it um and then yeah that's it just just aging gracefully i guess is kind of my like theme of of the week. Um, I'll probably talk more about stuff like that in, in future episodes uh, because it is, it's just a topic that's so important to me. I think as a woman, especially as a woman in entertainment, it's just, we need to constantly be having this conversation about what it means to age and what it means to age well or gracefully. Because I think sometimes we have to remember the people writing these narratives are also the people selling you a product to fix it. Ooh, something to think about. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Exaggerated this week. Please like, subscribe, share, and email me at exaggeratedpod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week. This has been Exaggerated. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Follow me on social media at Timo Lin. That's T-M-O-L-Y-N-N. 
And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and join the conversation by emailing me at exaggeratedpod at gmail.com. Until next time, don't forget, it's all a bit exaggerated.